Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello everyone. Today it is Wednesday, February the 3rd, 2021. And today is a monumental day. It's monumental. It's a very special episode. Today is the 100th episode of Elisa Unfiltered. Oh my God. And honestly, I'm sitting here. I'm listening to the wind howling at my house. It is so windy outside. And I'm sitting here feeling so blessed and I hold I'm holding so much gratitude towards you yes you you listening to my voice and holding space for me right now to share and and learn and grow together this is has been such an incredible journey through a hundred episodes over, I don't know, was it three and a half years? It was three and a half years. How incredible. And if you followed me from the beginning, amen. If you are just joining me today for the first episode or you've only listened to a handful, amen. Bless you. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Now, for a hundred episodes, I would honestly love to celebrate this. And, and I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it to your social media, to your social media stories, to IG stories. That would be freaking awesome. Let's get this episode out. Let's make it big. Let's make it special. And I would just, I would love for your support to do that. Don't forget to tag me at Elisa Curry Lewitz because I would love to see your shout out and uh, share it and bless you. So today, as per usual, let's get into the meat here. I'm holding nothing back. I want to share some things that have been developing in my mind and in my heart, not only recently, but over the last, you know, three and a half years of podcasting. Now, some of these lessons I've spoken of in previous episodes, I think, but they have also evolved. I have evolved. And that's the theme the theme for today, the evolution of Elisa Unfiltered, the evolution of Elisa, and of course, the evolution of you. I want to deep dive into the evolution of my awareness practice and 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 just really reflect back on why I started the show and those first few months and what it means to me now, because that has really changed. And I think the real reason behind why I want to share that with you is because I'm sure in your life over the last three years, many things have changed. Am I right? What an interesting thought. And I want you to do this with me, actually. Okay, so let's go back to 2017. I started the show in October 2017, or go back as far as you'd like. But I'm going to kind of just look back at around three and a half years ago when I started this show. And I I said it was an interesting thought for a couple of reasons, but 
where I don't want to get stuck is in the living in the past mindset. I don't want to wear the living in the past lens. Instead, I'd like to reflect and observe your evolution. I want to reflect on my evolution. And yeah, maybe three and a half years ago, we had the same job as we do now or the same family dynamics or kids or pets. And of course, we must include this pandemic, the new stay home routines, etc. But my question is more along the lines of how have you evolved? How has your body evolved? How has your soul evolved? How has your thinking evolved? How is how you react to things, how you observe yourself evolved? How is your awareness practice evolved or not? What sorts of things have changed about you? Do you have the same values? Do you have the same priorities? Are you tolerating the same things? Do you feel overwhelmed in the same ways? What are the patterns of your behavior? And I'm not talking about blaming others or the world, right? Because that's what we tend to do is when we get stuck on the external, we blame outside. How can we, or, or maybe I am talking about that. Maybe that's exactly what I'm talking about. How can we observe that? How can we observe the way that we are blaming the world for the way we feel in this moment? And how can we sort of shine the light inward and and hold space for that and and shine light to the area that we are avoiding in ourselves. I guess what I'm trying to say here is is that we can live in the past or we can observe it and reflect on what we are pulling into now and what has evolved now. And that's a conscious that's a conscious evolution and it's also an unconscious one. So some things we are in many ways we are deliberately living in the past. In other ways we are unconsciously detaching from it or letting go or moving on and it's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that's the way I used to be." Or I forgot that that, you know, like we've just sort of moved on, we've healed. We've been able to heal some things, whether they were very superficial things or very deep painful wounds, right? And as I sit here today reflecting back on the podcast, I mean, I I truly believe I started the show as an extension of my blogging on Instagram. Now, at the time, I had recently gone through a massive transformation, a huge wake-up call. That was like the big aha, holy shit, Elisa, what are you doing in your life? Who are you? Rock bottom shit. <laughs> that massive uh, shift, that massive transformation. So I began, and it all started because I had begun my my awareness practice. And I was training with my mentor, Adele Stratton, with whom I've done many, many podcasts with. And I began to understand my story and my thoughts and my beliefs on a, on a comprehensible level. I was really understanding and getting in touch with it and detaching from the idea that those thoughts and those beliefs are are mine and they originated from me because they really didn't. The way I I thought and the way and the things I believed and what I was taught 
that is part of my domestication. And I started to really see that, that those were not mine. Those were borrowed. Those were agreed to. Those are someone else's beliefs and way of thinking that I just agreed to and had adopted. So I was observing myself without judgment through this whole process. And I was learning about my programming and domestication. And I was writing about it on Instagram. And people just wanted more, more, more. And so I started the podcast. And it's funny because when I started the show, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I, I mean, I just like, I just did it. I just kept going one step further. I got a website. I got... A, a, a program, a podcast host, because I didn't realize that you need to host this file. So the sounds that you are listening to are hosted somewhere else. They're not just, they don't just appear <laughs> out of nowhere. I was like, don't I just talk into something and like upload it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, it is sort of as simple as that, but there's, there were so many layers to it. I got a mic, I had an editing program. I decided to produce this on my own because I had absolutely zero budget and it all felt so Japanese to me, like so foreign. It was a foreign language. I was intimidated by the tech. Ugh. I had, I was just, I just had this idea and I wanted to share my story and my voice. So I started. Now, the very first episode of Elisa Unfiltered is called How I Became Aware. And I reference people back to that episode often because there's so many good nuggets in it, but like I listened to it not too long ago and I just had this huge, humongous smile on my face because I realized that in so many ways I've evolved. Firstly, in my comfort levels of just speaking on the mic and, and being here and being present and, and um, you know, my ability to storytell and organize my thoughts and the structure of the show and the flow and the content, all of those things have evolved. I mean, the story is still correct, but it's unbelievable how much you can learn about yourself over the course of three and a half years, especially when you're wearing that lens of the non-judgmental observer and how my awareness practice has really evolved and how I can tell the story with, with more, with more story, how I can show the way that things have evolved for me, how my thinking has changed, how my beliefs have changed and what committing to the practice really has done for me. And I think I, I think I want to do a, how I became aware 2.0 episode. What do you think of that? <laughs> because the practice has evolved and here we are a hundred episodes later. Wow. So I have another question and I'd like you to ponder this with me as well. And this is something that keeps coming up in my life. And the question is now on the subject of podcasts and of evolution, the question is who am I listening to and why am I listening to them? Okay, so who are you listening to and why are you listening to them? That is something that just keeps popping up. When I listen to people, when I when I get when I get sucked down the rabbit holes of social media, the US election, those the yin yang, the polarization that I have observed of America not only America, of Canada, Canadians, here, I'm Canadian, of Europeans, 
of Australians, of everyone, how polarized we all are. And who are, who, whose stories are we believing? Why are we listening to them? What value does someone who's pulling you into a certain direction, like how does that bring joy to you? That also brings me to my next point, which is how my voice has shifted. Because it's it's a very, I wanna be very clear that the things that I say are thoughtful and mindful and I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I really don't. However, my voice comes from a place of truth within me. My voice, what I say, what I share is where I'm at in this moment. And that's where the authenticity is. I, I really try not to tell you what to do. And that has always been my underlying sort of, I don't know, mission statement of the podcast is I don't want to tell you what to do. I want to share with you what I'm doing and really give you the choice. And, and how I've evolved, I mean, my voice on Instagram, for example, has really evolved in the last six months to a year. This past year has been an epic year for me and stepping into a more, uh, into the coaching role and stepping away from that social media uh, job that I have been doing for years and years. So I, I really am honing in on what matters to me and what voice I want to listen to and how, where that voice lives in me and how it speaks to me, how I can differentiate between my ego's voice, the the learning, the knowing, the knowledge based stuff, where that comes from and how I can listen to that, my soul speaking in many ways and what has become important in my life. You know, it's really easy to go back to my default setting of that ego, of that knowledge. And yeah, I have some really hard days where that voice is, is, is dominating. It's a tyrant. That is living. That is life. That is what it is to be human, is to have those different experiences. But the knowing that I can come back and I will come back to myself and be able to hold space and sit with myself, that is where I, I truly listen. That's who I'm listening to. And that's how I'm stepping into my power. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. But I think I think I want to share I want to share the story because I'm Mark Groves, I'm a huge fan of Mark Groves. I've had him on the show. I listen to his podcast. And he's a relationship expert. And the other day I was listening to one of his episodes um, with him and his girlfriend, Kylie, I believe her name is. And they're both fascinating human beings. They're both both absolutely beautiful souls that share incredible messages. I can't recommend his podcast enough. And I was speaking, I w- they were speaking about... Um, Mark was sharing this story because he is a relationship expert. He has like almost a million followers on Instagram. He shares amazing advice. He actually helped me a lot through my breakup last year. And he was talking about how um, last year, actually him and his current girlfriend, they broke up, they split ways and they were reflecting on that breakup. 
And he was talking about how many people were messaging him saying, how can you be a relationship expert when you can't eat, when you're not even in a relationship, when you broke up? And his response was very profound to me because he really outlined how people are so conflicted getting advice from people that aren't on the same path or destination that they want to go. So they were conflicting being an expert with having expert advice. And it was very interesting how he put it into place because, or how he put it into words because, because relationships are not a destination. And being in relationship really stems from the relationship with yourself and connecting to yourself. And it's really beautiful, the evolution that Mark Rose went through in his relationship to his girlfriend because they did part ways. They did start a relationship 2.0. They're back together. And he really talks about it's that they're not back together. They are together moving forward. They didn't go back. They, they went their separate ways. They grew, they learned, and then they came back together. And it was just such a, an important message that was a really beautiful reminder to me because I listen to people and I, I, I fall in the trap of the expert. Who's the expert? Who is the expert? Who, who can give me advice? Who can help me? Help me. Tell me what to do. And I know that like there are many people listening that will never take medical advice from someone who is not a doctor. They will never um, take relationship advice from someone who's not a psychologist, right? Or, you know, fitness advice from someone who is in, lives in a bigger body, right? So there are all these ways that we've been trained to take in information instead of really tapping into what what these people know and getting to know them and getting to know ourselves. And who are we listening to? That's the polarization. We label people as something and we just, it's literally blind faith. Like let's take the fitness, let's take the fitness um, example. I'm actually gonna go on a tangent here because uh, years ago, about 10 years ago, I had this idea. I really wanted to start a retreat center. I wanted it to be sort of like this biggest loser style retreat center for people who are overweight. And this was because I had gone through such a profound transformation weight loss wise, and it had nothing to do with diet and exercise. I mean, it did. There was a diet and exercise component to it, but it was weight loss for me transformation for me and this kind of touches a little bit on um, a couple of Instagram questions so I, I put a story um, asking people um, if they wanted me to answer any questions on the show and and a lot of people asked about weight loss um, and how I kept it off and what was my motivation so many many years ago I wanted to start like I said uh, a, a biggest loser style ranch but have it to really be on the practice of awareness and getting in touch with the reasons we uh, A, believe our bodies are unworthy and how we medicate ourselves with food. What is our habits and behaviors around food? What is our so-called addictions around food? What is our uh, 
where are our roadblocks when it comes to health and wellness? Where have we learned to sort of abandon that aspect of ourselves? And at the time when I had first started to really get this idea, I was in, I lived in a heavier body. I mean, I was over 200 pounds for sure, but I was really getting finding my groove and getting back. This was like the the peak of when I started to really practice awareness and transform my life. And I was talking about it with one of the coaches that used, that used to work in the freestyle community with me. And he said, but who's going to take you seriously? Like you are still overweight. Who's going to take you seriously? And it was like a giant stab to my heart. Like, I think I bawled my eyes out for like three weeks because I was like, fuck you. (laughs) How, How dare you say that to me? Like, it was just one person's opinion really punched me right in the face. And that story really came back when when I was listening to the Mark Groves podcast about how someone was calling him out for not being in a relationship. How can he be a relationship expert? And it's like, it's like, that's fine. If that's the space you want to live in, live there. That is so fine. But that is not the space I want to live. I want to live in the connection to my truth and what, and, and how I can detach myself from some of those really blind, like detach myself from the times where I have just blind faith that someone knows better than me. Someone else knows better because of their title, right? That's like privileged thinking. That's me sitting in my privilege. I have the privilege just to label people and bash them and, you know, call them non-experts. It's really interesting, that whole dynamic. And uh, like I said, that tangent, just coming back to the conversation, like I, I think it's really interesting how important the last few years have been with my awareness practice to really tap into my truth because there are so many incredible people out there that really serve from the space of love and compassion instead of that fear of I'm not enough. Help me. Tell me how to be better. Get me. I need that guy back. Help me get my my man back. Help me lose the weight so that I can feel better about myself. And it's like, oh, my whole world has really shifted out of that space of fear like that I am not enough. And it's really coming from that space of love and compassion. And like I said, there are so many other people serving the community. And those are the voices that I want to be listening to. And those are the voices that I am, in fact, listening to. Another observation that I want to talk about today in this episode is how I behave, not just listen to, but how I behave and how I speak to others and around others. And and one of the lessons that I, I spoke about a few episodes back was um, uh, it was with my dad and how I used to speak to him like I was a 14-year-old. 
And if you feel like you need to change who you are in front of someone else, you know, like put on the mask, then this is really an invitation to observe the idea or the belief that you have adopted, because it's not yours, that you need to be someone or something else, that you need to perform to match someone else's expectation of you, this is really an invitation to observe who you are. That, 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 is, that is step one. When I was in front of my dad, for years, for over 20 years, my voice would change. This, this was the point in my life where I was stunted, that I gave him my power. I went through a trauma, my parents got divorced, things happened, I felt abandoned by my dad, and I every time I saw him from that point on, I behaved in a way that fit the image of when he left. It was traumatic. And I hold so much compassion now for that version of myself. I go back and I hug that 12, 13-year-old Elisa a lot. She was hurting so deeply, and she was trained by the world to pretend that she was okay on the outside and bury that trauma. And guess what? It just kept coming to the surface for 20 years every time she saw her dad. It's in the recognition of this, in the observing that I was able to pause and make space for the healing and to go back to my childhood and and hold an adult and parent that child. Another story of more of that present day evolution is is this. So like I mentioned, I still actually work in social media. Um, now I'm transitioning more into coaching, into one-on-one coaching, into mindset coaching, which has been fabulous. But I still work in social media. So I work with small businesses and help them to get their social media platforms off the ground. I do some consulting, but I also manage several accounts and some of those accounts have teams, right? So I work with different individuals um, and I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name anything outside of recently. So this was a a couple of weeks ago. um, There was some tasks that needed to be done that um, I was getting a lot of feedback from on social media. So I was speaking to the person who I was supposed to speak to. Actually, I was texting them. And telling this person, you know, I listed out a few things and asked some questions. And her response was um, very, (laughs) I was like, whoa. So she had been building up a bit of resentment towards me for the way in which I communicate. So I, I grew up in sport where when... And, and a high level of sport. And if you want to be the best in the world in sport, you need to be coachable. And being coached for 20 plus years and coaching forever, I have adopted when it's task oriented things, like tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me how it is. I don't need sugarcoating. Like, and like just tell me what the task is and I'll do it. Whatever that, that is. Clear instructions is kind instructions. Being super clear is being super kind to me. And so when I was giving instructions, I was just very clear, point blank. This is the feedback I'm getting. This is what needs to be done. Can you do it? When can I expect this to be done type of stuff? 
And this had been brewing in my coworker's brain and she had a, an explosion and talked about me micromanaging her and how I'm so bossy and so rude. And to me, I was really taken aback. I had to set a boundary and say, hey, listen, this is not the way to communicate with me. But she was having an absolute breakdown over there. And here I was over here just thinking I was doing my job. So it's really interesting to this whole situation has, and I want to share it today because this is how my awareness has really um, helped me to detach from someone else's anger and aggression. So yes, I felt the anger and aggression. This person was really trying to attack me and really had a lot of emotion and was saying some very rude and mean things. I mean, I'm sugar, I'm kind of sugarcoating it right now, the way that she spoke to me. <laughs> the details don't matter. What matters is that I started to take on that energy. And I was like, whoa, this 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 fire started to build inside of me. And instead of letting it go, I had to take pause. I had to set a boundary and speak my truth, because my truth was I will not tolerate this type of behavior. I'm a human being. I made a I made a choice like I this is how I was I'm dealing with this situation. There was a crisis. This is how I'm dealing with it and and you know, I had to really separate myself from that energy. And it really gave me in the days to following that it really gave me the opportunity to explore my communication style and how I talk to people and it's all really was formed over the course of my life over being coached over um you know not taking things personally and how I've learned to not take things personally in the task oriented stuff some of the more emotional relationship stuff is a little bit more challenging for me but when it comes to like work and doing tasks it's really easy and clear when someone says do this i'll just do it you know and 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 you know there are the, a lot of people out there that you that you can say hey can you do a b c d and then there are other people in the world where you need to say oh hi i hope you're having a really great day here are some of the things that I've observed about the blah, blah, blah. Can you please do this and this? This is what needs to be done. And I really appreciate you and I see you and you're working really hard and I know you have a lot on your plate. But if you could just let me know, please, when this is going to be done. Do you see where I'm going with this? So this is really interesting. And and there's nothing right or wrong about either one of those conversations there really isn't but what it the point of me telling you this is you know each side each person is has these responses has these these uh the need for some sugar coating or not based on their life they learned that this is how they need to be treated. They learned that, you know, uh, they're also dealing with, like, I recognize that my coworker is dealing with a lot of shit 
all right? The way she spoke to me was not about me at all. It was about all of her shit and what she's dealing with and how she and how she's dealing with it, right? Her her resentment is coming from her. It's not coming from me. All right? Does that make sense? And now my response to it is not coming from her either. I'm choosing my response. I'm responsible for that. It what she says has nothing to do with me. Honestly, what I say to her has nothing to do with her either. Like the way I listed out those things has nothing to do with her. That's the way I was programmed and how I'm going to express myself. I'm responsible for what I say, but I'm not responsible for how you receive it, right? How you receive it is your responsibility. So there was a big, big lesson there that I wanted to share and just how my awareness practice has given me the opportunity to pause when that fire dragon was starting to come up, because it did, to take pause and remember that that energy is not mine. Now I can choose to take it and if I wanted to, I could have run with it, I could have blasted it all over social media, I could have written a blog about it. I guess I am podcasting about it, but it's a very different tone, a very different energy. And you know, got people on my side, started to gossip about it, whatever, right? Those that I could have totally done that. But I don't want to. I don't need to. I am not that. I don't need to. Now, it's solutions. How can we make this better, right? Instead of continuing down the road of drama, it's, it's more of a healing, learning, detaching lesson, right? Whew, that was kind of big. I think I said that the way I wanted to say it. I don't know. I do want to move on though, because I was on Clubhouse the other day. And if you're not on Clubhouse... but you love podcasts, then you have got to get on there. Now, there is a little bit of a tricky trick trickness to it. If you just go sign up right now, you're going to end up being in a waiting room because you do need an invite. You also need an iPhone. This app is not for Android users, unfortunately, yet it is just an iPhone app. It is in beta testing, but the app is actually blowing up and it's fabulous. And it's basically, uh, for those of you that aren't on Clubhouse, it is like an audio... Facebook group. You go into different rooms. It's all live. There's no recording. There's no video. There's no photos. It's literally just audio. And you can go and there's like a lot of famous people like Elon Musk was on it the other day. He was in a room and you could just go into a room and literally listen to Elon Musk speaking live. And you can ask him questions. You can raise your hand. Like it is crazy. There was a a room with uh, Will I Am. The other day, I, I popped into a room with Will I Am, you know, the singer, the the, pro, the producer, the songwriter, the creator, Will I Am, and there was like a thousand people in the room. That, that's it. I mean, that's a very intimate space with like big celebrities. It's really cool, but there's also like amazing space with like yoga teachers and meditations and and business strategy and music and I'm on there I'm actually hosting a room this week with my friend Ryan Snow who's also been on the podcast and we are doing a why failure matters room from the almost Olympians and people who almost went to the Olympics are going to be in there talking about their failures it's a really cool freaking thing it's fabulous I love it anyhow get on the app try and get an invite um 
yeah, invites are limited for people. So like I'm on the app and I can't invite you because I don't have any invites left, but <laughs> it will eventually come there. I suggest it. Clubhouse. Hello. Anyways, I was in a room on Clubhouse listening to some amazing women the other day speaking about love and fear. And I, I want to give credit where credit's due, but I honestly don't really recall who said this. Ugh. But I think there was this lady, I think her name was Tony. Tony Ty, actually. Anyways, she was speaking about the evolution of the world as it is right now and the pandemic and the people all over the world. And she said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, when we look at the pandemic and we look at the world, was the world already lonely? Before the pandemic, we would never tell the truth or ask for the truth or have the capacity to accept and hold space for the truth. All right, she said something like that. She had written a poem and it was something along those lines and it was so profound to me. Her words were so profound. Like, fuck, was the world already lonely? I was speechless. I was literally listening to this voice and it's so intimate and it's so authentic. Was the world already lonely? How can we touch and hold space for our truth, like our actual truth, and fill our cup, right? What we believe. What is our gut telling us? What is our heart telling us? How have we abandoned that voice, the voice of our gut and the voice of our hearts? Now, what we we see or how we've been domesticated to believe, how do we tap into that, our truth? Not what the algorithm is telling us, that content is feeding us. Can you sit with the discomfort of loneliness and hold space to give yourself respect? Respect that you are here you are here in this moment and you are alive and you are doing it. I mean, I'm recording this now Wednesday morning. I'm going to be posting on social media later today. And my post is actually inspired by that clubhouse chat that I was in because how profound is that? Like we feel lonely in the pandemic, but were we not lonely before? Maybe in other ways. How has the loneliness evolved? How have we evolved? How are we coping? How are we healing? How are we dealing? What is the story that we keep telling ourselves? What's that story that's on repeat? And my post was actually all about how, where, we, where I was last year at this time. At this time last year, I was probably at the loneliest point that I have been in a very long time. This was pre-pandemic. I mean, we we were starting to hear about the coronavirus and it was kind of, you know, becoming a big deal. But I was very lonely, more so than the way I have been feeling so like in this socially distant world. Like we are very isolated. We're in full on lockdown where I live in Ottawa. We, I don't go anywhere. I go to the grocery store. I do the essentials and that's it. And I stay at home. And what I've learned about myself in the discomfort is the reason I now wake up every day holding a different vibration for my life, a different vibration for myself. I think I'm actually going to read the post to you guys. Okay, here we go. I'm going to find this post. And just say it because 
it kind of wraps it all up real nice. All right, so here we go. Last year at this time, I embarked on a journey inward. Like many life-changing journeys, my began with a colossal explosion, a devastating breakup. At the time, I was physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted, suffering, heartbroken, and felt so disconnected to my truth. I was lost and living from the neck up, always in my head, judging and victimizing myself. So I flew to the other side of the world to try and find myself. It's amazing what you learn about yourself when you're alone, heartbroken, in a foreign country, and thousands of miles from the people you love. First, I learned I can't walk away from myself. You can't break up with yourself. You are literally in and will always be in a relationship with yourself, period. However, I also learned that with the right mindset, you can 100% leave yourself in the dark, you can abandon yourself, and you can numb or avoid your pain anytime you choose. I realized that I had become an expert at self-abandonment. It was a tool for me, a tool that had become a habit. I remember my second night in Bali. I was laying in my bed, crying silent fear tears, looking at the mosquito nets, wondering what the fuck I was doing there. I was scared. I was exhausted. And there was something huge crawling up the netting. Yet in that moment, I surrendered. I surrendered to my habit of avoiding and I returned to my body. I returned to my gut. I remembered my instincts. I felt my heart. I felt my pain. I felt my fear. I felt all the layers of my abandonment. It was in that moment that I was able to see my truth just at a glance. I was okay. I was literally across the world alone and I was okay. I can do this. Elisa, you can do this. In the moments and months following, I finally grieved the true loss of my breakup. The part where I lost myself. I grieved the life I had imagined. I grieved the ideas I had planned. I grieved it all. My trip to Bali was the birthplace of some of the most profound healing of my life. It has taken me almost a year to truly process what happened there, but I plan on sharing it with you all over the next months. Whew. So, so there it is. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm going to keep showing up here and sharing the evolution of my awareness practice. I also want to continue to bring on guests that are in alignment, in more true alignment with my truths because they have evolved. I have, I have brought on guests on the show that no longer resonate with me. That's for sure. Um, and that's great because that's where I was. And I love these people. Everyone has taught me something very profound. And that's the whole thing. It's one step at a time. It's one voice at a time. And when I know that that voice isn't really in alignment anymore, that's okay. It doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make them not an expert, right? It What it means is that it's a yes and situation. Yes, they are an expert and they have helped me profoundly and now I am moving in this direction. It's very, it's very 
awesome. <laughs> and I'm really excited about the podcast and how it's evolved in the direction that it's heading, honestly. I also need to say this again. I am so grateful to you. You are so incredibly wonderful. You are magical. You are worthy. You matter. You are in this journey just as much as I am. (laughs) And just listening to this episode alone is embarking on a journey, right? You have the willingness to see outside of your program. You're like, oh, you are seeing outside of your domestication. You know there is something more for you. What that is, is like, is everything. That's the curiosity and the discomfort of looking outside. It's really uncomfortable to do that. It's taking that journey inward. You know, that's a skill. And those are skills that we don't learn from the outside world. We don't learn from school. We don't really learn how to do that. What we actually learn is how to do the opposite. And that time is over. That time is over. Now is the time to stand in our shit. It's time to rip the band-aid off. (laughs) You are okay. You are a survivor. It's time to stop surviving from our childhoods and learn a new way to adult. Get back into alignment with ourselves. And, And we can do that by observing without judgment and taking it one step at a time. Remember, there's no destination. Whenever you think destination or someone says, this is where you need to be, that is a humongous lie. That's the hook. There is no destination. That's one of the world's biggest lies. There is only the journey there. There's only the journey. There's no end point to our lives. One day we will die, yes. But there's no goal. There's only the process of the living, of the now, of being now, here, right now, in our minds, in our bodies, in our hearts, filling our souls now. Ooh, I think some juicy episodes are in the future about all this. But for now, I want to leave you with this. That is all. I want to thank you so much for holding space for me today and celebrating a hundred episodes. Namaste. (laughs) Okay, that is all for today. Again, I'm thanking you for tuning in for another episode of Elisa Unfiltered. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a written review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media, everyone. Don't forget to tag me at at Elisa Curry Lowitz. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.